0: i want winners i want people that want to win you play to win the game you don't play to just play it you got to put your money where your mouth is pete it's not gambling advice week 15 thursday night football between the san francisco 49ers and the seattle seahawks i'm your host peter apple and welcome to Not Gambling Advice. We've been on a very solid run lately. We are 8-4 and four in our last 12 picks. Unfortunately, we lost on Monday Night Football. The reason we took the Arizona Cardinals was on the backs of Kyler Murray and his ability to run the football against a Patriots team that unfortunately is not very good at stopping the run. But fortunately for them, Kyler Murray got hurt. Not very fortunate for the rest of us and definitely not fortunate for Kyler Murray. Hope he is okay after we found out that he tore his ACL. But we are back for Thursday Night Football to get that unit back. And we got to do it, folks. We have to do it. You and I both know what we're going to be on. The public is all over the 49ers. The 49ers are a road favorite in a divisional game on a short week. I'm going to make this one simple. We have to take the Seattle Seahawks plus three. And you're probably wondering, well, Peter, isn't it around plus three and a half? That line has now moved down. So tell me, if you're listening to this podcast, you are an avid gambler. Or an avid not gambler, as we'd like to say. And you know that when we see a line movement towards the direction of the favorite that's getting a ton of money, what does that normally mean? When 73% of bets are on the 49ers, when 78% of bets are on the 49ers money line and the line moves in favor of the Seattle Seahawks. That is a prime example of a reverse line movement. But let me tell you why just looking at that isn't the right way to do it, but it honestly normally is. But in this case, we have to look at both teams. The 49ers are one of football's best. They have been rolling over teams, dominating teams. We just saw the 49ers destroy the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They beat them 35-7. And then on the other side, we saw Kenneth walker list Seattle Seahawks abandon the run and rely on Geno Smith's arm in order to beat the Carolina Panthers, who J.C. Horn is turning into the NFL, one of the NFL's best cornerbacks. They couldn't do it, and they ended up losing to the Carolina Panthers. So... Just on that front, this is a good zigzag moment. 49ers are coming off a big win. Now they're on a short week. Everybody saw that game, and now they're thinking that the 49ers, three, three and a half, that's easy. But the sports books are not your friends. They're not your pals. And that's why I'll be on the Seahawks plus three. We also have to remember that in these divisional matchups, it's always really weird. We know that the 49ers destroy the Rams. We know that the Rams, more often than not, destroy the Cardinals. Cardinals, they don't really win against anybody. But who destroys the 49ers, right? They aren't a perfect team. The Seattle Seahawks. What if I told you that in the last 20 games, the Seattle Seahawks are 16-4? Not against the spread, straight up. We saw earlier this year the 49ers beat them 27-7. to But in the previous games in 2021 on December 5th Seahawks won that game 30 to 23 game before that 28 21 Game before that, 26-23. Game before that, 37-27. So in the last six games, they are five and one straight up. We also have Kyle Shanahan, who as a favorite of three or more, is 14-18 against the spread. The 49ers in this spot are generally not big coverers. While they've been destroying teams lately, they're always due for a blip in the schedule. Do we think that the 49ers are just gonna continue to win out, continue to dominate teams? And nothing is going to get in their way. I'm not so sure. Brock Purdy, dealing with an oblique injury, he is now questionable. We also have to remember that Brock Purdy has made two starts, and he's looked pretty good in those two starts, but now he's injured on a short week, and it'll be his first road test. And his first road test will be in Seattle, where the 12th man will be rocking in what is a divisional matchup, where the Seahawks are gunning for the division Lead The San Francisco 49ers will also be without Debo Samuel, who is a huge part of their offense. So now the offense looks a lot like George Kittle. It looks a lot like Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk. Well, we do know that in the Seahawks secondary, rookie Tariq Woolen has been Excellent in coverage. I think he could do very well against Brandon Ayuk, and I think that the Seahawks can do enough in order to cover this spread, and I also would not be shocked if they won this game outright. So I'll be on Seattle plus three. I like the plus three. I'm not willing. I You could go to three and a half, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it, but if I'm going to get plus three at plus 100, I do like that. Give me the push, but I don't want to lose this bet paying minus 120 juice when I can lay just a simple one unit to win one unit. Now, depending on your unit size, if it's not that much for you to buy juice, go ahead. But for me, I don't want to spend the extra dollars on that 20 cents, basically the minus plus 100 to minus 120. Give me the Seahawks plus three. I think they'll win this game. I do. And it, it it's a tough one to take. We've seen how good the 49ers are. They could just steamroll this team. But in these division matchups, when one team wins the first one, then they get you at home. We also have to remember, again, the 49ers are coming off that big win. They're going into Monday. You know, they're not too worried about it. They're still thinking about that win. Tuesday, they're finally getting their heads strapped on. Then Wednesday, they focus on the the Seattle Seahawks. Well, the Seattle Seahawks... They on the other side, they get over a bad loss, and they focus on this game like it's their last. This is, if they lose, they're pretty much out of the division hunt. They're not fully out of it yet, but mathematically, it doesn't look good for them. So I'm going to go with the Seahawks in a must-win game for them where the 49ers might be riding a little fat here. Let's get to our player props. Sponsored by Prize Picks. remember to use code JUSTGRIDIRON or... Code just baseball in order to get a full 100% deposit match. Also, make sure to download Pickett. That's where you can see all of my bets tracked. We will do an episode for the Saturday and Sunday games, and you will get an alert as soon as I place those bets on the Pickett Sports app. It is fully free to download, and my username is the same as my Twitter, at Peter Apple, APPEL23. Let's talk about my two favorite player props because they're a little bit cheeky. The first one is going to be Noah Fant under three receptions for the Seattle Seahawks. Noah Fant is a tight end, and he has been getting less and less targeted um, in the Seattle offense. And especially with Kenneth Walker coming back, who is a huge piece for the Seattle Seahawks, I think the targets are overall starting to run dry. We see Will Disley getting involved. We see Marquise Goodwin getting involved. We see Tony Jones Jr. getting involved. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. And then with the addition again of Kenneth Walker, I don't think that he's going to get there. We saw no targets for him in the last game. Excuse me, no catches. One target for him, and those have been going down, down, down. On books, you're most likely going to see a a two-and-a-half line. That's what I'm seeing right now on DraftKings. I see it on FanDuel. But on prize picks, it's at three. I'm going to take the under three receptions for Noah Fant. He's just not getting targeted. Now, that doesn't mean anything about the Seahawks. I still like the Seahawks. They're just not using Noah Fant as much. And I don't think they're going to use him more in a matchup where we see his production and usage rates going down, down, down. Give me under three receptions. My second favorite prop, Kyle Juszczyk, the fullback. They use him in a bunch of different ways. Kyle Juszczyk over six and a half receiving yards. If we look at how Uscheck has been used lately, he in the past three games, he's had two targets, three targets, and then three targets again. And his receiving yards total have been 2, 12, and 7. So in the last two games, he's gone over this. The reason why I like him is Debo Samuel is now out. They're going to need another pass catcher in there. I think especially with Brock Purdy, I think they're going to look to do a lot of short passes. They're not going to expand the field much. They're going to trust guys that have been there true and true. Kyle Yuschek is one of them. Six and a half receiving yards. When on books, it's at seven and a half. It is just too low. I'm going to pair Kyle Yuschek over six and a half receiving yards with Noah Fan under three receptions. I really like the Yuschek one. In his last five games, he's averaged 11 yards because he did have 34 yards against the Kansas City Chiefs. In this matchup, I like this play. I think Kyle Yuschek, especially with Debo being out, is a good play here. And this line is just way too Low. That'll do it for this episode of Not Gambling Advice. Stay tuned. Um, the uh, Sunday episode will most likely be out either tomorrow or you mean Thursday night or Friday night. Um, but you guys will will be the first to know. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, make sure you download the Pickett Sports app. And if you still want to download prize picks, now is the time to do so. Really like this entry. Kyle Usek and Noah Fant. Noah Fant less than three receptions. Kyle Uschek more than six and a half receiving yards, and the Seattle Seahawks plus. Thank you guys all for listening, but we have to remember that none of this was gambling advice.